Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You fuck you, you sick fuck cocksucker, little itty bitty baby dick dog fucker. We played the back of the damn jam like Ringo. Still, you wanna press, try to dance with the dingoes. These the wrong gringos. You step in sink holes, slip it to the bottom like I'm fucked. Well, bingo. You see me, hear me clearly thinking like I'm mellow. Give me the fuck, I'm like prepared to be a yellow. Your spine's yellow. Are you fly? Nah, hell no. Looking like the kind of uses the semen as gel, bro. What type of shit is that? I raise a fucking split and take a hit, it's fat. I take a fucking shit up in your fitted hat. Got anything to say? Well, you can lick this sack. You fuck hard body karate, you bums copy and sloppy, you crumbs body by saucy, so if you spot me, nod, finally can't harm me, facade army of pornies, bomb calmly with calm and ever so properly. You better soft, better stop talking shit, you better off, never popped off your bitch, now take the cock out your esophagus and give props to your pops, two gods who started this. You fucking schoolies can't do me, you and your goonies will lose to your styles, booty and fruity compared to Michael and Moody, you marks ain't doing it, truly don't got the nuts to pursue me, his name might rhyme with it, but y'all the What's up? My name is Michael Rappaport. Sick fucks. A.K.A. The Troublemaker. A.K.A. 
the Pusha T of podcasting, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo. You are now listening to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast in prime time. Okay? We're just jumping into this. We're just jumping right into this. It's prime time podcasting. That means I am podcasting and putting it out. I am podcasting with reckless abandon and then putting it out. It is the closest thing we can do as of now to a live, real-time podcast. Getting ready to fly again tomorrow to Detroit. Fucking Detroit. Haven't been to Detroit since I filmed Zebrahead in Detroit in, I believe, 1991. Literally have not been back to Detroit. You know how I get down when I fly. I hope there won't be any problems in the friendly skies. I say friendly and not unfriendly because I come in peace. I come in peace and love. Anybody from the Rapper Pack, anybody who listens to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, come fuck with me. Come to the big three. It's a fantastic night. There's four games, four big three games, Friday the 13th in Detroit. Um, I'm going to be on hand. I get there early. I'm the first man in the building. Always say, yo, rap, yo, dingo, yo, push a T of podcasting. You know all the monikers. White Mike. Dingo, whatever you want to call, motherfucking mic rap, you fuck you, whatever you want to say, as long as you say it in peace, I will do my very, very best to be on alert, to hear you, to find you, to come talk some shit with you, and at very least, take a picture with you, and uh, you know, whatever else I could do, okay? If I could hook you up with some better seats and you're a real, real, real I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast fan, I said if, 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 I-F-F, if. I know it's spelled I-F, but I said if. Put that extra F. If I could bring you down closer, I will do it. I make no guarantees. But if you get my attention and you get to the games early on Friday the 13th in Detroit, like all the big three games, holler at your boy. I'll be there. So the Great Disruptor, that's what they call me. They call me the Great Disruptor. Um, has hurt some feelings again. Okay. Hurt some feelings again. It never fucking stops. And it all, it all happens on fucking Twitter. I'm done with Twitter. Yo, I am done with motherfucking sensitive, all up in your feelings ass Twitter. I am done. Not deleting my account, okay? But if you want to reach out to me, the best way to fuck with me is on Instagram, slide up in the DMs, or directly to me, I am Rappaport Podcast at gmail.com. Okay. I'm going to be on Twitter, but it may not be me on Twitter. Before you know, it was me on Twitter. These motherfuckers are too sensitive and sanitized. Can't say a goddamn thing to anybody. So the other day, a friend of mine, his name is High End. Television writer, big time, big fucking time. My guy, um, he's funny, funny guy, but he's not inappropriate publicly. He's 
He's not an inappropriate guy, but he's funny. He's got a wicked sort of shit-talking sense of humor. But what he writes about is more sort of cross-cultural, slow-pitch funny. Sends me a text the other day. I got a joke for you. I go, what is it? He says, I haven't seen someone try to get a tie boy out of a hole this frantically since I walked in on Kevin Spacey in the men's room at Chunky Cheese. But um bum Funny joke. Obviously, an inappropriately inappropriate joke. Trying to be inappropriate. I didn't even look at it as a joke about the tie kids in the tunnel. I looked at it as a Kevin Spacey is a fucking scumbag joke. Whatever. This joke would have brought no attention. It wouldn't have been created had those Thai boys, kids, have been trapped in the tunnel and everybody heard it. They got out. You watch Dateline. You watch 2020. It's been, it's been covered. The, the Vulture movie producers are already over there trying to suck up the rights from every single angle, from the coach's point of view, from the kid's point of view, this kid's point of view. It's, it's a fucking... You want to see what Hollywood is like? Go to Thailand right now. Watch the vultures come over there. The fucking vultures. So I tweeted that out because my friend said, I can't tweet that out. Eh, You know, like I'll get killed for that. I said, I'll fucking tweet it out. So I tweeted out that joke. I haven't seen someone try to get a Thai boy out of a hole this frantically since I walked in on Kevin Spacey in the men's room at Chuck E. Cheese. Tweeted that out. And I said, from an anonymous comedian, July 2018. Didn't get that much traction on my Twitter. Uh, you know, I, I've gotten things that got more traction, whether good or bad. The next day, oh, those little fucks, the little overly sensitive fucks, the same people that built me up to be a hero just three weeks ago. They come attack me. Michael Rappaport, how dare you say something like that? I got a couple of people that uh, hit me back on Twitter. Too soon. Uh, that's inappropriate. Uh, uh, what, 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 you know, why would you say so? How would you feel if those were your kids in the tunnel? It's a fucking joke. It wasn't even my joke. Now I'm going to take response. I'm going to take the hit, but it wasn't even my fucking joke. So the next day, Yahoo News, Yahoo Entertainment, Michael Rappaport slammed for a fucking awful joke about Thai cave rescue efforts. The joke wasn't about Thai cave rescue efforts. If I did this six months before and there was no Thai cave thing, no one would care. Whatever, I get how it could be offensive, but their people are uh, bent out of shape. One person, that's fucking awful. You think it's fucking awful? You got a problem with it? Why are you following me in the first place? You know how I get down. Someone else put, too soon. Someone else said, delete it. This is weak sauce, bro. You know, I don't like that bro shit. The bro is too familiar. You don't know me, Duke. I'm not your fucking bro. Because if you knew me, you'd say, delete it. This is weak sauce, Duke. Ha. Because then I would go, okay, this, this is coming from a place of love. You call me bro, I don't know you, Duke. I, I don't do that bro talk, bro. So all the little Huffington Post, they wrote a piece saying the same. And these little pieces, little and piece. It's like, you know, not even a hundred words. Rappaport did this. He didn't apologize. He blah, 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 blah. And they're basically just trying to show how open-hearted and caring they are and bring attention 
to their little piece, their smear campaigns. These are fucking smear campaigns against me, the gringo man, Dingo. They're trying to bring attention to show how compassionate they are. Of course you want these kids to get out of the goddamn tunnel safe. Talked about it right here on the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Trying to use me, an international fucking hero. Yahoo and all these Huffington Posts and all these, they just wrote about my heroic acts a few weeks ago. Now they want to tear me down. Of course, Fox News, same thing. Rappaport slammed for the crew joke. Rappaport faces backlash. This is all on Twitter. Uh, you know, it, it, like this is not like national news. These same people who call my joke, that wasn't my joke, but I am taking full responsibility for tweeting it for. These same people, Yahoo News, just today, in real time, just today, thought it was appropriate to go up to The Rock, the biggest, one of the most well-liked movie stars in all of history. They went up to The Rock and asked him at a movie premiere. And this guy, Ryan Shockett, this is a reporter, BuzzFeed staff. He works at BuzzFeed. Ryan Shockett went up to The Rock. Imagine you go, you're at a movie premiere. You might be with your wife and kids. And a reporter asks you this. He asked this motherfucker, and he, and he writes, I asked him to his face, like, you're proud of this. This is more offensive than my tie joke. He asked The Rock at a premiere, do you think that you have big dick energy? Yo, this is not appropriate, mother. I'm offended by you asking this motherfucker, does he think that he has big dick energy? And then he followed up that question after The Rock giggled and laughed because you can't throw him off his game. He's The Rock. He's always got something cooking. This fucking reporter who, again, announced, I asked him to his face. Like, guys, guys, BuzzFeed guys, I'm going to the premiere of Skyscraper tonight, and, and you dare me? I'm going to go up to The Rock and ask him to his face if he has big dick energy. They're like, don't do it, dude. He's like, I'm going to do it. Fuck it. I don't care. What do I care? Imagine you're out, and a guy asks you, if you have big dick energy and then follows it up, do you think you have more dick, big dick energy than the next man? Whether the next man is Kevin Hart or not. Ryan Shockett, BuzzFeed, Yahoo, Huffington Post, you're offended by my tie joke, which is funny. It's funny. It's a funny fucking joke. But you're not offended by a guy going up to another guy? at a movie premiere and asking him if he has big dick energy? Get the fuck out of here. Go, go up to Scarlett Johansson or Gwyneth Paltrow or, or Taraji P. Henson and ask them, yo, Taraji, you think you have good pussy energy? See how that goes over. You would never do it. Double fucking standards. Wouldn't fucking happen. So anyway, me, the great disruptor, Michael Rappaport, king of all disruptive things, disruptive media, disruptive behavior, the real deal. Try to throw me under the bus. So like I said, I'm not fucking with my Twitter. The Dust Brothers are running my Twitter. Jordan and Miles. Okay? I'm not fucking with my Twitter for a little bit. I'm offended by Twitter. That's what's offensive. The sensitivity of Twitter is offensive. I don't have any of these problems on Facebook. I don't have any fucking problems on Instagram. And I think it's because when you write things, 
they can't get the, the, the sarcasm or the innuendos. But when I do my videos, my shit-talking videos on Instagram or even my shit-talking videos on Twitter, there's no problem. But when you write things, it could be taken out of context. They're not hearing the humor, the la-la-la-la-la. And we're just living in an overly sensitive, sick society. I'm offended by you being offended by me, you fuck you. And they're like, he didn't ap- apologize. Fuck out of here. Apologize for what? Shit. You know should be apologizing. This is a segue. You know should be apologizing is J.R. Smith. Fucking J.R. Smith, man. Cleveland Cavalier J.R. Smith. He should be apologizing for his Instagram. I saw an Instagram video, you know, in the summertime, all the players work out with the trainer. Shout out to my man, Chris Brickley. I believe this was a Chris Brickley workout. Number one trainer to all the NBA stars, the players, the up-and-comers, the rookies, the coulda, woulda, shoulda been. He works with all of them. But I, I saw a video, I think it was Chris Brickley, of J.R. Smith now, a couple of days ago, doing like a, he put the ball behind his back and spun and did a fadeaway jumper in the corner. Very impressive for anybody else. Very impressive if it came from anybody else. J.R. Smith, let me tell you something. We know you could shoot. We know you could put the ball behind your back. We know you have multi-skills on a basketball court. We know you could jump. We know you could dunk. But the one thing we don't know, and the one thing that you should be posting Instagram videos about, is the fucking rule book. You're posting Instagram videos of you doing fadeaway threes in the corner? No, motherfucker. I want to see you reading the NBA rulebook. How many timeouts does a team have per half? That's what you need to know. I want to see you doing simple, basic arithmetic videos on Instagram. Nobody wants to see you doing fallaway jump shots from the corner. Particularly not LeBron James, the Cleveland Cavaliers, anything that any fan of the Cleveland Cavaliers and Ty fucking Lou. Posting videos of you doing fallaway jump shots in the corner. Tic-tac-toe, basic arithmetic, and you reading the NBA rulebook. You need to reread the NBA rulebook, read that shit out loud, and post that shit on Instagram. We could talk all this shit. All this shit. These fucking Kardashians and these Jenners and the Kardashians and the Jenners. This fucking girl, Kylie Jenner, came out today, is worth 900 million motherfucking dollars, self-made billionaire. 900 milli. God damn, no wonder these guys get fucking nuts when they taste a little bit of that snapper. Huh? They taste a little bit of that Kardashian Jenner, that jelly bean. Hmm? They lose their fucking minds. That's billionaire, that's billionaire jelly bean. Hmm? That's billionaire pussy. That is billionaire pussy. Okay? No wonder people are losing their fucking minds, getting all bent out of shape. 
900 million dollars. I think she's 20 years old. 20 fucking years old. I'm in Los Angeles right now, okay? I've never seen anything like the the uproar. LeBron James is in California. I was talking with my wife the other day. We were like, yo, I've never seen anything like it. Movie premieres, DC, Marvel movies, Black Panther, Iron Man, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jack Nicholson. I, I've been out here since fucking 89. Bruce Willis, this, every fucking... Fernando Valenzuela in the 80s, Olympics, 84 Olympics. Never seen anything like the fucking... Everybody's out of their mind with LeBron James being here. Every two seconds you turn on the regular news, the local Los Angeles news. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. We're not talking even sports. The motherfucker hasn't even put on a Lakers jersey. There's not even a picture of him in a Lakers jersey. There's photoshopped pictures. And there's murals, which are getting defamed and defaced and repainted and defamed and defaced daily. Some guy spent probably fucking hours. I don't know. I'm not an artist. I, I mean, it's not the best one, but somebody's been, you've been seeing the picture. Somebody's been putting, paint, someone painted a, you know, called LeBron the king of LA, blah, 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 blah. Whether he is or he isn't, you know how I feel about him. Whether he is the king of, the, of L.A. or not, it's a mural. It's not literal. They spray painted over it. The artist, who probably spent 20 hours doing the initial uh, painting, came back and fixed it. Well, some fucking lunatics came back again, splashed white paint all over it. It's the end of the mural. I don't know if it was because they called him the king of L.A. This king shit. Yeah, it doesn't fly too good. I would stop with the king shit. We got magic here. We got Kobe here. But Diane have to shit all over the artist's mural. I, I don't agree with it. But every single place this guy shows up, he was in Malibu the other day with the fucking Kardashians. Uh, LeBron, his wife, Tristan Thompson, and Khloe Kardashian. People go there all the time. Nobody cares. These fucking guys go there. Everybody loses their fucking mind. And I'm going to tell you something else. I can't believe he's still hanging around Tristan Thompson. That fucking guy. I guarantee you when they go to dinner, Tristan Thompson whips out his black card and pays for dinner. Because if I'm LeBron James, I'm not paying for shit around Tristan Thompson. LeBron James like, motherfucker, you're lucky you're in the $100 million. Take that fucking card out. Tristan Thompson signed a 90-something million dollar contract with the Cleveland Cavaliers, and it's all because he played with LeBron James. I'm not paying for jack shit around you anywhere, ever, motherfucker. When we go to get Starburst in the 7-Eleven, sushi in Malibu, I don't give a fuck. If I'm LeBron James, tell you, this motherfucker, the big goofy motherfucker over here with the, with the hat, Tristan, him, He's paying, or his chick is paying. They're not even married. They're not even fucking married, Tristan and Khloe Kardashian. Going straight from the dome piece. On the way from Jones Beach. People are in uproar about Zac Efron, you know, the good-looking actor. He's a good-looking kid. I think he's on Beep that out, Miles. He's all cock diesel. He's like a young John Stamos. I know he's, he's a, he's a, a low-key stick man. He's 
got to be looking like that, Zach Efron. This dumb fuck's walking around with dreadlocks. You dumb fuck. You look ridiculous, motherfucker. You look crazy. This is uh, one of the sexiest men alive per People magazine. And you make yourself look like a fucking idiot with dreadlocks? Everybody's upset about the cultural appropriation. What about the fact that he just looks like a dumb fuck? This is so racially insensitive. What about the fact that he just looks like a dumb fuck? That's what they should be saying to Zac Efron. You look like a dumb fuck. You have dreadlocks, you dumb fuck you. You look fucking ridiculous. You got blue eyes, chiseled chin, fantastic jawline and all, and you got dreadlocks, you look like a fucking idiot. It never works. White people with dreadlocks, listen, I can't complain about the cultural appropriation. I could just see and say what I, call it as I see it. And you look like a dumb fuck. And he posted it. This isn't because he's doing a movie role. If he was doing a movie role, he could be like, oh, yeah, my hair looks crazy. I'm doing a movie role. No one cares. He posted the picture of him with dreadlocks and says, just for fun. Nah. That's just to look like a fucking asshole. You look like a dick. Duke. I'm not going to do a full sick fuck of the week segment. But anytime I do say sick fuck of the week, you hear the music. It creeps in. Uh, There's a guy in Miami. I'm, I'm going down to Miami for the big three. I should bring a video camera with me. Maybe I'll find some some of my own first-hand sick fucks of the week. Right there in South Beach, a guy who looks like a sick fuck of the week. I mean, this guy, God bless this guy. He looks like a sick fuck. But they are accusing a man with no arms. Hmm. A sick fuck with no arms. Listen, we don't discriminate. We do not discriminate. A guy named Jonathan Crenshaw, no arms, held a pair of scissors with his feet and stabbed a 22-year-old tourist from Chicago. You sick fuck you. I mean, yo, if you're going to stab somebody with scissors with your feet, that's a certain skill set. That is a certain skill set. Nonetheless, you are a sick fuck of the week, although I am not doing an official sick fuck of the week segment. Not doing it. Okay? Not doing it today. What else is going on in Spain? This woman, uh, Angela Ponce. I'm not really good with with the accents. Angela Ponce. Ponce. She's a uh, trans, you got to get it right. You don't, want to, uh, you don't want to offend the Huffington Post or Yahoo.com, you fucks. I know you're listening, you fucking miserable. You, you fucking, you lay miserable, you fuck you. Uh, this transsexual woman. She's the first ever transsexual woman to compete in the global, the worldwide Miss Universe contest. I I, I gotta be honest with you, I was in Thailand once. Been there, I think, three times. Thailand? I don't know how they didn't break the code here first. This woman is from Spain. Let me tell you something. There's some beautiful women in Spain. There's some beautiful women from Spain. She beat out 22 other women. 22 other women. 
Now I'm looking at a picture of her. No disrespect to me, my eye. I look at the picture here. She looks like a transsexual woman, a beautiful transsexual woman, but a transsexual woman nonetheless. No disrespect. No disrespect at all. She looks like a transsexual woman. But when I was in Thailand, they got that ladyboy program on lock. And I call them lady boys because that's what they call themselves. That's what they refer to themselves as. In Thailand, they are openly comfortable with referring to themselves as lady boys. I call you what you call yourself. Okay? But I, I, I got to be honest. I was over there with uh, G. Moody's brother, Dean Moody. Okay? A couple of times. I don't know if it's two times or three times. And you need to uh, do some chin checking when you're talking to ladies over there because they have beautiful transgender women. I mean, fucking stunning. You see them all over the place. I mean, some are obviously, you know, men that are now women. Some of them you think are dead ass women. Okay? I, 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 I'm going to be honest. I was at the beach one day during the day. Okay? During the fucking day. Because I don't want anyone to take this out of context. You know, and you're out there at the beach, you know, everybody's chilling, whatever. Girls walking by, guys walking by, everybody's hanging out, kids, you know, it's family friendly. So what I thought was a lady, born a woman, uh, sits next to me. I, I, how you doing? He's nice, perfect English. It's another thing, because you, sometimes you're, you're in Thailand, not everybody speaks English. Perfect English. So I'm like, oh, shit, beautiful woman. I'm in Thailand. Talking to her, talking to her. Yeah, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. It's daytime, you fuck. Don't get any, don't get crazy. The story doesn't end the way you want it to end. Nothing wacky here. But, but, she goes to the bathroom. Dean, Dean Moody, G. Moody's brother, comes over to me and goes, uh, what the fuck are you doing? I go, what do you mean? She's nice. That's a fucking lady boy. I had no idea. I said, get the fuck out of her. He knew the bartender. He says, uh, Zig. Bartender was named Zig. Thai guy named Zig. Tell him. He goes, yeah, that's a lady boy. Oh, you motherfucker. That could have been my fucking wife. Who knew? But I'm telling you, you in broad, the reason why I'm saying broad daylight also is because there was no dark, you know, back alleys. There was no, you know, it wasn't a bar in the middle of the night. It was broad daylight. I could see the woman right in front of me look like a beautiful Thai woman. Was not, in fact, a Thai woman. This could have been a kickboxing champion for all I know. Listen. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. What I do know is that the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is going on tour. Okay? All tickets are available at IamRappaportTour.com. 26th of July, we will be in Toronto. The 4th of August, we will be live on stage in New York City. The 18th of August, we will be in Houston. The 22nd of August, Philadelphia, Illadelph. And then the 25th of August in Boston. All right, I am RappaportTour.com. Come see us, me, G. Moody. You know we're going to have special guests. We tear shit up live. If you're in Detroit this week... Come see me Friday the 13th. There's still tickets available. All you got to do is say, yo, rap. Mike, rap. I will try to come over and see you. If I hear you, I will come over to see you. If you say I am Rappaport, I will definitely make my way over to see you. Get there early. 
I don't know when the game starts right now. All that shit's available online. I don't fact check. I'm free balling right now. But it's a great night. It's competitive basketball. A lot of shit talking. I'll be there doing my thing as the roving reporter. See, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast in prime time. I'm out. Miles, Jordan, take us out of here with something funky. Take us out of here with a, with a fucking banger.